Hey, hey, what up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. It's been a while. It's been a long time. I think I've only done, this is like my second episode in an entire month. So you have to forgive me if I'm a little rusty. And I'm playing with fire because today is November 12th, 2019. First of all, it's a bad idea for me to announce that because if I release this like November 22nd, 2019, you're like, what the hell did you do with all that time? Why did you take so long? The answer would be GTA Online or just as likely because of Disney+. Plus. That's right. Today is the worldwide release of a very much anticipated, as far as I'm concerned, the most anticipated streaming service of all time. Disney Plus has arrived. I want to say in most countries around the world, I don't know that's the case. Like, from what I recall, it was only a handful of places that were getting this, and all of the communist countries were left off of there, which is fine by me. As long as Canada made the cut, I really don't care about the comrades. I really don't care if Comrade Milos or Comrade Kinchi is getting their Disney Plus fix today. Like, I've been waiting for this for quite a while. Like, the first thing I did this morning was pull out my credit card, go online, and subscribe. And if you haven't done so yourself, well, first of all, you're probably going to need to tune out of this episode of the podcast because there's going to be mad spoilers about The Mandalorian. But you're also doing yourself a real disservice if you haven't already subscribed. And I know right now you're like, Kenny, did you sell out? It sounds like a commercial. I know. But don't be silly. Think about it for a second. Do you think for a second I have enough clout, I have enough reach for Disney to be reaching out to me to spend advertising money on? Now sure, there's pouring money down the drain. But advertising on the Kenny Ho Show would be like pouring money down the most deep, cavernous bottomless well you've ever seen. Now, I gotta imagine it's hard to convert ad space into results in the sales. I gotta imagine it's real difficult in any medium to get a listener or a viewer to buy your shit. I have to imagine that if someone were to get, I don't know, like on a show with 100,000 listeners, 10%, So what is that, 10,000 conversions? They're doing really good. Actually, that sounds way too high. Like that, I think more of a realistic number is probably like 1%, right? If you get like a 1,000 conversions, if 1,000 people buy your shit because you bought an ad on a podcast, they're probably going to celebrate you when you get back. Sales guy, they're probably going to throw you up on their shoulders. They're going to exalt you, bud. But don't celebrate too quickly. Don't celebrate too long because it sounds like you're about to make a mistake. You got promoted to the Disney account and you went and spent some of the money on the Kenny Ho show. I hope you're good at asking people if they want fries with that. Because even if you convert the elusive 100% of the audience into a customer of your product on the Kenny Ho show... There's a very good chance you ain't even gonna break even. So yes, I know this sounds like an ad, but no, it's not an ad. We live in such a jaded, shitty world 
where honestly, anytime something great comes along, we should celebrate it. Like I called, I called Canada Post the other day because these guys were snakes. I'd ordered something and they said it was delivered, but nobody was home and that they left uh, one of those delivery tabs where I can just go pick it up at the local post office myself. None of those things were true. The time they said they delivered it, there was definitely somebody home. Left me a notification so I could pick it up myself. Where? Tried to deliver? Horse shit. You know that delivery dude was chilling in his van doing crosswords or something. Or maybe he was doing some recreational drugs. Because let's face it, these guys are government workers. They're well compensated and useless. And he just didn't get around to doing it. Just It's like, oh crap. My route of three blocks is too much for me. Let me just lie instead of delivering a goddamn parcel. I mean, I feel like he had to do way more work creating this fake itinerary of events that never took place. There's a time log on the tracking website that shows what happened when this guy had to falsify this information in there. Like, how much paperwork did this guy have to do? Even filling in that pick-it-up-yourself card, I feel like, was more work than just showing up, knocking on the door, and handing over the parcel. And the worst of it is, this guy showed up the next day to deliver that pick-it-up-yourself notification. I'm like, dude, how do you know that I'm not psychotic? Because you should know I'm pretty psychotic. Just not the serial killer type of psychotic. So you got off easy. You came this close to stepping up to my door, knocking on it, and then being blown away by a loaded shotgun. Like, I would have worried the whole night if I pulled something like that. I'd be like, oh shit. Now that's the extreme, right? But even on the lower end, how would he know that when he knocked on my door... I wouldn't have been waiting for him, opened it and confronted him and been like, hey, bro, what the hell are you doing? You falsified this report, said you did all these things, and we both know, you see this tab you're holding in your hand? You got caught red-handed, bud. Proof is in the pudding. You didn't come here at all yesterday. You mind explaining yourself to me? And maybe it's all those recreational drugs he's doing that's keeping him completely calm, but if it were me, I'd be freaking out. I would have probably lost some sleep the night before thinking about... Oh boy, don't want to deal with that guy tomorrow. All of this could have been avoided had the dude just shown up and delivered something that literally weighed less than a pound and would not have taken up any room in his satchel. It would have been much easier to just take in the parcel and knocked on the door, hand it to somebody, and then be done with it. Never think about it again. Never have to worry about somebody calling in and complaining and then you have to defend yourself Sure, they're unionized, they're not going to lose their job, but I feel like it's better for your soul, better for your psyche, if you didn't have to sit through a hearing. Like, am I crazy? I mean, yo, don't answer that, as we all know the answer to that, but does it not make sense? You're jumping through hoops to do what? Make, make it an inconvenience for me? What did I ever do to you? I'm not a stud, I definitely didn't sleep with your daughter, and I'm assuming your wife's a fat porker, so I definitely didn't sleep with her. You probably should have just shown up and delivered the parcel. But I, that's not the story I wanted to tell. The story I wanted to tell was because that happened, I called into Canada Post not to complain. I was just like, oh, so 
It says here that I'm supposed to pick this up myself with this phantom delivery pickup card. So yeah, what do I do about that? And then there was hoops to jump through there. But let's not get into that. I've already told like a five minute story that wasn't supposed to be told. But long story short, all it was was this customer service guy. What a He was a real nice guy, nice kid, sounded young. And he was like, oh, Kenny, you are a very pleasant person to talk with. You're my first call today. And I'm so glad it was you. You've really, you've really made my day. I'm like, man, how bad is your life? Where talking to me is the highlight. But it kind of made me feel good about myself too. Where I'm like, I am a nice guy. I am wonderful. I mean, it seems like every time I step out into this world, somebody shits on me. So I don't feel that great on a regular basis. So I don't feel like I'm amazing. So why not? We should celebrate. I know on this show, I shit on a lot of stuff. Because it's hard to be funny and be positive. Today, 6 billion people didn't die. What a great day. Yeah, and then it'll just be like 40 minutes of silence after that. But absolutely, I'm going to... I know I did KennyHoShow.com to be that, you know, let's celebrate stuff. And maybe I will continue with that. But now that Disney Plus is a thing and all the shows are on it... I feel like I only got time to do one thing, and that's one podcast. I thought about doing multiple podcasts. I'm like, well, I should, with all these new shows coming, I should do, like, show-specific podcasts. Because if you think about it, nobody knows what a Kenny Ho show is. You have to tune in. Do you really know what it is? I, it changes week to week, right? Sometimes I'm talking about girls. Sometimes I'm talking about dead-end jobs. Sometimes I'm talking about pop culture. You never know what's coming at you. Which, to me, has many advantages. But doing it this way, I'm free. I, I have freedom to talk about whatever. And I'm never going to run out of things to talk about. Like, imagine if this were, like, ten years ago before the... And this were a Star Wars podcast. And George Lucas was not making any more movies... It really narrows the scope of things I can talk about. I can only rehash the original trilogy and the prequels so many times. Upon watching The Phantom Menace for the 400th time, I have realized I still get gentleman boners for Natalie Portman. Hmm. But the advantage of doing a show-specific or a movie series it would be a bad idea again to do a podcast series about one movie upon watching casablanca for the 600th time i realize i'm a loser i'm a boring dull loser we'll pick this up next week good day but let's mix in some positivity when that makes sense. Not like a Tiffany Alvord era positivity. No, no, just like real talk. Disney Plus is awesome, that's great. I love life, life loves me, nah, nah. I ain't white, rich, and beautiful. Neither one of those things are true. But Disney Plus really is awesome. Like they have everything from my childhood and more. I forgot that Recess was a Disney show. I forgot that Boy Meets World was an ABC show, which is, which is owned by Disney. Or at least there's some correlation there between ABC and Disney. And I don't know, it's, it's been a long time. It's been a, it's been a rough like 15 years or whatever. 
more than that. Holy crap. These shows must have been when I was like 15. So like 18, 19 years. It's been a rough 18, 19 years for old Kenny. I forgot the magic that was the Disney Channel. Mostly because I didn't have the Disney Channel. I watched all these great Disney Channel shows. But in Canada, we have the Family Channel. And the Family Channel was my was my jam for a while. Lizzie McGuire, the Amanda Bynes Show, Wizards of Waverly Place, Hanny Montani, of course. And all that stuff slipped my mind. Even though with a Lizzie McGuire reboot coming, I totally didn't think about, hey, but the original still exists. Are they going to have that? And the answer is, hell yeah, they do. They have all the shows I just mentioned, except for the Amanda Bynes show, which was a Nickelodeon show. That's next. Disney's just going to buy them, too. And then I can watch Zoe 101 and be like, so this is before Jamie Lynn Spears became a whore. And this is... Oh, no, there is no after. They canceled it because she got knocked up like at 15 or whatever. 15? What am I, a spinster? Down in the Louisiana trailer parks... A real woman gets knocked up at 13. And yes, of course, even though Disney has a very, very good track record of producing quality things, minus the new Star Wars, of course, but they usually produce, at least with their animation department, really, really great movies. There's some duds, like I saw like Inspector Gadget on there. I'm like, I'm never watching that. You have the cartoon on here? I'm all over that shit. But the movie, not touching it, not touching it. But there was so much stuff this morning, I'm like, how am I going to watch all of this? Like, it's that Netflix syndrome. I don't know if, if you've ever gone through it. But sometimes I go on there, and I'm like, oh, this is cool, I want to watch this. This is cool, I want to watch that. And I spend the next half hour picking out things I want to watch. I'm like, all right, now I have no time to watch any of those things. Gotta go to work. Bye! And this is like ten times that. Because in every single row, you know, every category, there's like eight things I want to watch. And you know the things in the row on the main page, just the tip of the iceberg. You go into that subsection, and there's a billion more things you want to watch. Man, they have gargoyles on there. That's at least one entire day binge watch. They got Chippendale Rescue Rangers on there. There goes another day. And God forbid I get a hot date, which I don't think I will, because POF, wow. I haven't seen that many spammers and bots in my life. But soon, I'm sure when, you know, Skynet takes over, I'll see many more bots. Oh, but that'll be the day. To die at the hands of a T-800? That's a dream come true. You know, Disney's been around for so long, and their library is so immense, that I feel like, honestly, if you're... 1 to like 91 there's going to be some nostalgia at play here you're gonna go on there especially for someone like me i'm in my early 30s and so i was a kid right around the time disney really hit their stride with their aladdins and their lion kings like i feel like i'm part of the generation that really got to enjoy the best of disney so for me i'm less at least for now because they didn't launch with a ton of originals. The Mandalorian is kind of the main one. And I guess for non-Star Wars fans, like for like Disney Channel fans, they have High School Musical, The Musical, The Musical, or whatever the hell it's called. But I don't know about that. But I don't know about that one. Like, I loved the original High School Musical trilogy, the movies. 
It's like young Han Solo. I have no interest in a new Han Solo. Like, don't screw with my original high school musical. Like, those movies and the soundtrack was so good. And in the rare, rare instance where the movies actually got better as the series went along, I don't know if I want to tamper with that. I hear good things. I hear it's a good show, but I don't know. Ashley Tisdale's always going to be Sharpay. Vanessa Hudgens is always going to be... Gabriela Montez took me a second there to remember her name and Zac Efron's always gonna be Troy Bolton but right now Disney Plus it's the nostalgia factor they have their library up there now I haven't gone through it with a fine-tooth comb to see if they have all the classics up there but they have the stuff I want to watch I haven't seen Cinderella 2 or 3 on there yet but I'm sure it'll make its way on there or if they want to retcon it and be like, you know, we, we really meant happily ever after. Yeah, let's screw two and three. Those were during days when we, were, we didn't own everything. We weren't printing money at the time. So if you're sitting there listening to this and you used to be a Disney fan and you've just lost that Disney magic, you're jaded, you're broken, or at least damaged, do you have any tips for how to kill yourself? Because... I could use some tips. No, that's not what today's about. Today's about the mouse and his magic. And what I want to say is Disney truly is magic. I mean, the corporation's evil as hell, but but they do come out with products that are magic. That do, like, rekindle some sort of and spark some sort of light inside. Some sort of happiness inside. Like, I was so excited for, like, two hours this morning just watching The Mandalorian and looking through... I didn't even watch anything. I just went through looking at everything they had to offer, and it really made me excited. So, if you've lost that that magic in your life, it's only eight ninety nine in Canada and, like, six ninety nine in the United States of America. Get it for a month. You're not going to regret it, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Because my God, there's a ton of Star Wars stuff on there already, and there's more to come. But they were smart. They launched with The Mandalorian, which in trailers got my attention way more than The Rise of Skywalker or whatever the hell it's called. Star Wars Episode Nine. thank God this bullshit is finally over. Like recently they announced, oh, after the Skywalker trilogy, we're like taking, taking a break from movies. Like, thank God. Disney, holy shit, you really screwed the pooch on this. All you had to do was take what George Lucas had come up with and put it into action. I don't care if on paper it sounds crazy, it's definitely better than the shit you came up with. Except for Rogue One, I goddamn love that movie. And it's on Disney+, Plus, now available for you to stream. Let's be real, you don't even need to buy it yourself. Just make friends with people who do and then see if you can get their password. Listen, if Disney ever reaches out to me and they're like, hey, we want you to advertise for real, I won't, I'll take that back. I'll be like, pay, 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 so I can leave my job. Because Christ, that's, I'm dragging my heels on that one. But never mind that. Real talk. You got a buddy who is Disney Plus? See if he'll lend you his password. And you know what? I know it's only been one episode which is the bummer. They're going with the drip feed system on this. I think all their, all their shows are going drip feed instead of the binge watch, which I think is a mistake. Like, dude, you got plenty of shit people want to see coming down the pike. Don't worry about people not keeping their subscriptions. Like, if somebody like me is genuinely interested in what you have to offer, we're going to keep the subscription. 
If you got con artists, they're going to be con artists anyway. So you should not go with this drip feed system because one episode at a time is really tough to do and pretty archaic. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And after one episode, I mean, I guess it's good because if it wasn't a drip feed, it was a binge system, I wouldn't be on here today. I'd just be watching that shit all day long and then probably at the end of the day, watch it all again because it's that good. The Mandalorian is a thousand times better than that piece of shit, The Last Jedi. They murdered Luke Skywalker in more ways than one. Where they turned my beloved Princess Leia into a joke. Where they gave an Asian actor a shot at Star Wars and she is reviled by everybody. She set Asian people back 400 years. I'll be lucky to play a dishwasher in a freaking play at this point. But back to The Mandalorian, it looks so damn good. It feels so damn good. You know, if you... If you watch the trailers and you're like, and you're like, God damn, that looks amazing. That feels so amazing. But there's no way the the show is like this. They're just taking the best parts, and you'd be wrong. They got it. That whole episode felt like those trailers. It was never slow at any point, unless it was deliberate. They deliberately chose the pace that they went at to create the ambiance, to create the feel, to help tell the story. I have to say, this was one of the best written, storyboarded, and directed Star Wars. Well, I haven't seen Clone Wars, so I don't really know. But as far as I'm concerned, Star Wars project in a long, long time. Like, everything makes sense. Because if you look at... Please don't look at The Last Jedi. But even if you look at The Force Awakens, which I thought was a good movie, you break it down and you're just like, this makes no sense. Why did Kylo Ren kill this old guy? He has the map, the map to Luke Skywalker, which is somehow the key to the, the rebellion or resistance or whatever that bullshit they're called now. And this Poe Dameron guy's like, you know, sure, my ship's shot, but, you know, I feel like I could make a break for it. Seems like I'm really far away and all those stormtroopers haven't noticed me and they seem real distracted by all the villagers. I could probably make a break for it and, you know, bring back this very, very crucial, important piece of information, this map to Luke Skywalker, back to the rebellion, I mean resistance. But nah, I'm just going to go fight these guys. I'm going to go Rambo on these guys, even though I'm a goddamn star pilot, not a freaking commando. Oh, look, I got captured. Oh, boy. Whoopsies, I think I made a mistake. There's none of that shit in The Mandalorian. Everything makes sense. This character clearly is a smart, strategic, really good at what he does bounty hunter. Like, I'll have to watch it again. Like, the perfect example is, you know, smart and good at his job. At the beginning, spoilers, duty captures. He knows he's not stupid. He's not... He knows the guy's not actually going to use the washroom, but he makes it seem like, oh, yeah, yeah, go use the washroom. I'm not giving it a second thought. You're nobody. You're definitely not going to be able to do anything, even, even though somebody clearly thought enough of you to hire me to come collect you. So you're probably not a nobody. You're probably really smart, and you could probably hack my weapons safe. Take all my guns and come kill me. But go ahead, go ahead, you're a nobody, go use the washroom. But what he was really doing was, there's a carbonite chamber down there, 
Now, after he had gotten both of them safety from that ice monster, it was now time to freeze the dude in carbonite, and the carbonite chamber was next to the washroom. So he set the guy up. He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to drag you kicking and screaming. Just walk down there for me. Do half my job for me. Which I know, it sounds like a Canada Post guy, but I hate the Canada Post. I love the Mandalorian. And you got to believe those Canada Post guys are dim-witted. It's from all the recreational drugs they're doing in their truck. Boom, callbacks. And how everything in the script makes sense, the perfect example is... You know, after he's collected on all these guys, he goes and hands it in, and then the dude tries to rip him off by giving him imperial credits, which which is no longer good because the empire has fallen. So they're going back to Republican credits, I believe. But the dude doesn't have any, so he has to give him these calamari credits, but he can only give him half. So it's like, oh shit, dude, money's tight. You see the size of that spaceship I have out there? The repairs on that, the gas on that. What are you doing to me, bro? And then the guy's like, well, I have this other job. Pays real well, but it's dangerous as shit. And he's like, I'll take it. Like, it's all connected. It's not a stretch. It's not a reach. It's all, it all makes sense in that world. It's world building. It's taken into consideration world building and circumstance that leads to taking on a dangerous job. That's going to lead to something very big at the end of the episode. Spoilers, it's a baby Yoda. OMG, what? When he reached out at the end, stuck out his finger. I I don't know why, but I'm like, Gucci, Gucci, Goo. Like, I don't know how to do a proper review. I studied theater, not film. You know, I was taught little about writing. So all I know is it felt good. I mean, it looked like a movie. Clearly, they spent top dollars I'm making this thing look and feel like a Star Wars movie. All the sound effects, the nostalgia hits here, there, and everywhere. And you've got a really badass character in this Mandalorian who in the first scene shows up and wrecks house and by the end is doing a shootout because that was my thing. I'm like, I'm like, that's the one thing this, this episode needs, a big shootout scene and you get that. And even though I don't care to even know about the guy under the mask, honestly, they could do 10 seasons of this thing, 100 episodes, where it's just freak of the week, where he just shows up, blows people away, collects on his bounty, solves different mysteries. You know, have that world building, have characters you care about. But I don't ever need to see him without his mask. I never would need to see him and his origin story. Looking at you, Solo. Looking at you. And I would be good... But seems like they're going. That's not going to happen. They're they've already done like little flashbacks of him as a boy. So you're definitely going to get to know the man, and I'm good with that because there's so many characters, and it's a small it's it's a small show so far. Like there's only been a handful of characters introduced, and you care about most of them. Like the dude who got captured at the beginning, the blue guy. I'm like, oh, is this guy going to be his sidekick? Is that where this is going? Because I like this guy. Like, he seems like a goofy guy where he could be the comic relief and it doesn't feel forced. Looking at you, Last Jedi. Looking at you, Ruin Johnson. And that's it. That's a term that kept popping into my head because there was a little bit more comedy than I cared for. I like the bounty the bounty hunter droid at the end. He was like, reminded me of K2, which is a brilliant character. So anything like that, love it. 
can't wait for the K2 and Andor show. But there was a part where the Mandalorian got thrown off the back of uh, one of these creatures he was supposed to ride and use as uh, as transportation. And the scene starts off with him like getting tossed and he's on his ass. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't ruin Johnson this. Don't ruin Johnson this. Humor is good. Like we all take to funny people. Humor is good. But this is as much as I want to see. I don't want to see any more humor. This is a this is a gritty, dark show about a badass bounty hunter. You know, there's nothing Mickey Mouse about that. And it is set during a time where, sure, there's a lot of hope in the world, but there's probably a lot of duress and uncertainty in many pockets of the world. So please, go with that. There's so much interesting things that could happen. Like, he gets hired by some dude who was clearly some sort of big shot with the Empire back in the day. And that makes perfect sense. Because I thought about it the other day for whatever reason. I'm like, wait, just because they blew up the Death Star 2 and killed the Empire Invader. There are other guys. There are other Empire guys, Imperial guys. And sure, a lot of them are going to get run out. They've lost their leader. They've lost their, you know, super magic Titan guy who basically was undefeatable. So that's how they had the grip over over everybody. But now that the Republic, but now that those guys are out of the picture, the Republic stands a chance. And again, I don't take into consideration what 7, 8, and what 9 will do. I focus more on the novels. And in the novels, the Republic win. They whoop the ass of these guys who are not Vader or Palpatine. But they do exist. And I'm like, well, they would put up a fight. You know, much like neo-Nazis, you know, somebody's going to try to keep it alive. And in this show, they explore that. There's these, like, stormtroopers who have clearly had better days or... Their, their uniforms all worn out, their mask is all yellowed. And I, I, it was just so satisfying. And I hope Disney lets John Favreau do his thing. Because let's not forget, this is the man that started the MCU. Iron Man made the MCU. He was the director on the first one. And then the second one, corporate got their mitts all over his script. And I hope Disney doesn't do that. Just let him tell his story. Don't try to interconnect everything to The Mandalorian. It's such a huge universe. Just tell your stories separately. I mean, you, y'all can have a big meeting at the beginning of the year. But like, All right, we kind of... There's these things that we want to do. And there's these things that nobody should do. Outside of that, those are your limitations. Outside of that, do whatever the hell you want to do. Keep up the good work. And with Dave Filoni... And John Favreau at the helm, you should let them do whatever the hell they want to do. Because if the first episode's any indication, this show's going to be awesome. And if this show's any indication, Kenobi's going to be great. And this is the direction they need to go in. Make it in the vein of Rogue One. Make it in the vein of Mandalorian. Do not do Ruin Johnson. Do not subvert expectations. Don't turn Hux into a funny guy because, oh, whatever, for whatever reason, I just found him to be a funny character. Shut up, Ruin Johnson, you piece of shit. But with all that being said, just give it a shot. Look at it. Like, I think there's a seven-day trial. Give it a shot. You won't regret it. I love The Mandalorian. I love the original six Star Wars movies. That's right, six of them. I love those prequels, too. Well, I liked Attack of the Clones. I love the other two. I give The Mandalorian Episode 1, Chapter 1... A 9.5 teardrops on my guitar out of 10 because there was a couple moments 
where there is a bit too much humor for my liking. And I know I'm running real long, but why not? You only get to celebrate the first day of Disney Plus once. And you only get to celebrate the first of hopefully many, many great Star Wars TV shows once. I wanted to talk about Star Wars, the movies, the first six, certainly, and the next three. Like, remember, I was sick for a long time. That's why I missed a lot of Kenny Ho's show. Past couple of weeks, I've been working like a dog at work. So that's why you haven't heard from me in a while. But when I was sick, that's a mess of fever dreams and weird thoughts and shit. But there was also moments of clarity. The fever burned the crap out of the way and allowed me to see Star Wars, the most, one of the most important things in my life of all time, all ever, very clearly. Because during that time, I was so sick, I was, laying on the, I was laying on my second mattress watching the Star Wars marathon on TV. And I'm like, what am I doing watching commercials? I have the box set, let me just put this in. And I realized for the first time very clearly why I don't like the new trilogy. Now granted, I liked The Force Awakens as a movie, but I hate it as a movie in the saga. Because so far, my argument, much like everybody's argument, is subjective. And it's the only arguing point that these ruined Johnson sympathizers have. Their argument is, well, it wasn't what you liked. It's not what you wanted. So automatically, it's bad now. You man babies, blah, 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 blah. First of all, let's get the facts straight. It's man child, not man baby. Much like you're not an ass clown, but rather an ass you-know-what. But I don't use that type of language here on the Kenny Ho Show. And to be fair, you know what? That was my argument. It was quite subjective. It was just, this isn't what I want. They could have done this this way. They should have done it this way. And in my fevered state of being, I was able to see it very, very clearly. Not as an argument... Not as a beef, not as a battle against these people who liked a movie that I didn't like. It was strictly objective. I could see it factually, just the facts. And the fact of the matter is, Star Wars Episode 1-6 to told one story. Every single movie built upon the last and is a continuation of the last. And though it's not perfect, there's some clunky transitions here and there. Like Leia in Return of the Jedi telling Luke that she remembers Padme, which in 3, there's no way she'd remember Padme. That's just one example, but I'm trying to keep this short. Though it's not perfect, it all tells one story. We're all driving towards the same end goal. And what Seven did was simply treated it as a kind of standalone Star Wars movie, and it rebooted Episode 4. It was a soft reboot. They took the world building that happened through 1 and 6 and reverted everything back to the way it was in episode 4. And those are the facts. And so for me, it doesn't sit well with me when you look at it that way. Especially because they had a shot. They had one shot to continue that story, to keep building, to keep telling that same story So that you could look back and say 1 to 9 told the same story. Every movie built upon the last one and drove to this ultimate goal here. 
And they had a shot to do it. They had they had Mark Hamill under contract. They had Harrison Ford under contract. They had Carrie Fisher alive and under contract. And instead of taking them and making a movie around them, yes, building a new generation. I agree there should have been a couple of new Jedi, but they should have been all in the family. One Solo, one Skywalker. Get Mara Jade in there. Luke has a kid too. A Solo and Skywalker kids. That's what should have happened. But the focus shouldn't have been on the new generation. At least not right off the bat. And that's what they went and did. I mean, they took Luke Skywalker and gave him one scene. They gave him one scene in Seven. So there's no arguing there that the focus was no longer on the older generation, but all on the new generation. And I, and so this is the arguing point. Yeah, they had one more shot with the original cast. Celebrate those characters and celebrate their accomplishment and achievements. And now it's too late. You can bring Palpatine back all you want. You can make a cool movie, but you can no longer say that one through nine tells the same story. The soft reboot happened. The focus on the new generation happened. Han's dead. Luke's dead. Carrie's dead in real life. That's that. I don't like it. Other people do and other people can. But much like they're entitled to their opinion, so am I. I don't like where they went. I would have loved it if they kept to the original plan and have each movie build off the last one instead of trying to cash in on nostalgia that's what the Disney Plus service is for. Those original movies exist. If I want to watch A New Hope, I can watch A New Hope. Don't remake it. And even though you're on a salt planet, ruin, still looks a hell of a lot like Hoth to me. All right, that's it. I've been running a really long time. That's episode. I really got no idea what number it is. It's been a long time, but that's the Disney Plus slash Mandalorian slash Star Wars episode. Oh, it's a good time to be alive. I get to do an episode all about Star Wars and Disney. Lizzie McGuire, baby. Woo. All right, I'll talk to you next time. You take care of yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm Kenny Ho. That's been the Kenny Ho Show. And now it's nap time. Doodles.